All right, everybody, welcome back. I'm Anthony. I'm Noah. I'm Zach. I'm Sadie. I'm, I'm Tucker. And this is Schultz Unfiltered. Hey, uh, thanks for seeing everybody again. We are joined by a longtime friend of the podcast, Kyle Kalk, uh, here with us. And uh, Mr. Kyle, we are just talking about football. It's, it's football season, and you're just kind of involved a, a little bit uh, in football right now. Is that right? What does that weekly look like um, for you? I don't know. What's 20, 30 hours a week? Is that kind of involved? Yeah. And are, and are, you, are you playing now? Is it like a men's league, or are we just, we just yes. watching other people? Yes. I've, I, no, absolutely not. I would be <laughs> broken. I'm broken and I don't even do anything. <laughs> and so, no, no. Uh, just obviously with both of my boys playing football. So, yeah, yeah, loving that. That's good. Tucker, you had a question, buddy? What was your question? Oh, I know your favorite video game. It was Mario Kart. Mario Was Mario Kart your favorite video game? It actually was not. Oh, <laughs> bummer. If you had a favorite video game, <laughs> I'd be. See, I'm old enough that I stopped playing video games when before Mario Kart actually came out. Oh. So what was your favorite? What was your favorite when it What was your favorite before it came out? Uh probably Asteroids. Yeah, so this was like a DOS screen, right? Yes, yes a little ship went back yep. and forth. Yeah, a little, a little unlike the games that everybody plays plays today. Yeah, J- just a little. So, uh, well, good. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, we I've been talking about sports enough too. Though I think the last statistic I feel like is I spent eighty percent of my time watching other people perform sports or or life. Right. I mean, between these five here, I'm sure you feel it watching you your, your, your two boys play. It's almost like you're a a spectator in so what, life what's the other 20 percent yeah that's what uh, I'm actually actually working maybe sometimes mm-hmm. or because i'm just having a computer screen just watching golf all day or something i was right? thinking i was thinking you were saying 80 percent of your sports is watching others and then 20 percent is you that's playing sports that's yeah. that, that, that 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 could be more accurate maybe it just feels like 80 percent of the time i'm watching somebody else no no i mean today <laughs> today we've got no, i'm 100 percent watching watch yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it that's about it <laughs> Good. Well, we uh, we've had a, we've had several guests now that ha- are in the entrepreneur spirit, or have a different array of, of jobs or experiences. And so, um, you current owner and founder of RKC Construction, uh, you do mid mid to large size multifamily projects and custom homes and things like that. It's kind of what you guys are involved in now. That's what we do. Is that right? We just okay. recently got back into large remodels um, as well. But yeah, that's what we do. And I, I'm assuming that you didn't just pick up a hammer and some tool bags one day, and then people started following you and said, "Hey, we're going to build this, this uh, five million, ten million dollar project." Like there was a story to how that got started. Uh, there is, and there is a little bit of just picking up a hammer and a tool bag. <laughs> um, I uh, when I was 17. So no, you're are you 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I was your age. Actually, when I was 15, let's start at the beginning of the story, um, I had a, a guy from church that owned a, a painting company and, and uh, said he needed somebody to pressure wash houses before you paint them. So they would paint, you know, repaint houses. And so he would pick me up with a pressure washer in the back of his truck, drop me off with a ladder and a pressure washer at somebody's <laughs> house. And I would go and... I'm, I'm sure I ruined more than my fair share of sighting, but 
Um, he would also give me the estimate that he estimated the paint job for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here I am, 15 years old, and I'm looking at these estimates that say, you know, this is, gosh, this would be back early 90s, so 91, 92 maybe. Mm -hmm. And he would give me these estimates that would say, you know, two or $3,000 to paint this house. And, you know, being 15 and 30 plus years ago, two or $3,000 was quite a bit of money. It's a lot. And it might, might only take a couple of days or a week to paint this house. Right. Right. And, and how, so, yeah. well, so I would do the pressure washing and then eventually I would pressure wash. And then I would, in the summers, I would join the guys on the paint crew. And I started asking around going, well, how much do you make? And how much do you make? And, you know, and one guy would say, oh, I make 20 an hour. And another guy would say, I make 22. And so I would start calculating in my head, okay, well, it took us three days to paint this house and that guy's making this much. And I, and I thought, man, there is a lot of money to be made doing this. <laughs> so you did the math and figured out what those guys were making and then what the total cost was. And like, oh, the owner of this is the one making making the money. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, of course, I considered all of the other costs that go into it as well. Taxes and insurance. Yeah, you didn't think about and, that at all. No, I did no. not. I <laughs> no. did not. Yeah, or the the massive amounts of siding he had repaired because you screwed it up with Correct. the pressure washer. <laughs> yes, he was very kind to me. He was very generous. Um, but then, so then when I was seventeen, it was it was the year between. Um, let's see. Well, I would have been driving, so it would have been the year between my junior and senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I decided that I knew enough about painting, and I was going to go start painting houses myself. <laughs> So what does that look like? You uh, go down to Sherman Williams, and uh, we aren't sponsored, by the way, but just just all overall a good, good brand. Uh, went and picked up some buckets and some brushes and just knocked on people's doors, and off you went. Um, kind of. I'm trying to I'm trying to think how how I did it. I mean, I was using a sprayer, so I knew how to spray, and I I can't maybe I don't know if my parents gave me a loan. I had come into some money. Clearly, clearly, yes, <laughs> yes. So I, I had, um, I had a paint sprayer. So I would go and pressure wash the house, and then mask it off, and caulk it, and paint it. And I did fairly well my first summer. I think that summer, I, I think I made about, I mean, I, I, I invoiced about forty thousand dollars. That's not in, bad in two and a half, three months. Can you, can you guys imagine the summer in high school making or grossing forty thousand in a summer? No. What was the first thing? What would be the first thing you would buy, Zach, if you made forty thousand a summer? Uh, I mean, I think I would want. <laughs> I think I would want to save it and then put it into a savings account and then eventually spend at least half of it on random things. And then you wouldn't realize that you were spending fifty dollars a day on a game in-game purchase uh, that actually, would be gone by the end of three months. Fifty dollars a day. <laughs> it's not fifty dollars an hour. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, Tucker would like a dirt bike. You know, what about you? Would you, what would, what would you spend requests. it on? I'm buying a truck. Truck, 40 grand. So we can call that a reinvestment on the business, maybe. So you had a, a truck to get there? Maybe. So maybe. If I maybe. had a dirt bike, my dad could watch me dirt biking. Yes, I could watch you dirt. That, you would buy a dirt bike <laughs> if you had 40,000. That'd be a really nice dirt bike. Yes. You might, might, you can, might even then, be able to pay for the then, gas and insurance. Then my mom. But like go to Mike's house and get like an old helmet from one of his kids, yeah. then I could wear it in the headphone, like the 
You can wear the whole thing. Face mask. Or you could just buy the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we're buying a forty thousand dollar dirt bike, we're probably getting a helmet. Yes. A gold plated helmet. I think it's ask. Totally. With a diamond face. Totally. Sadie, what about you? What would you get? Make makeup. No. Forty thousand dollars with a mail order makeup. No, I would get like. No friends. I'm getting close. I know. Yeah, I would get like. First, I would like not go to school anymore. And then I would... Forty thousand. Because, because <laughs> later in this episode, <laughs> 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 more education about how much forty thousand dollars that. I'm retired. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and you're then get, get no I would like oh. or at least go to a different school, and then I. What, what is that gonna do with anything? <laughs> She's investing in herself with and then forty thousand dollars. Get shoes. <laughs> shoes. Dane, how about you? Um, I would just save it because I had nothing to buy. That's good. Let's just stay that way. Well, I've already got everything. Well, Kyle, well, what did you end up doing with it after after that I summer? I have no idea. <laughs> so I did. You know, I mean, just you know, again, to be clear, that was what I you know probably I invoiced. I yeah. didn't. I didn't net that. Um, I do recall. Uh, my senior year of high school, half the time I drove around in a paint van. So I, I do re- remember I bought a paint van. Um, and were you were you then trying to ask people out to go on dates with you while you had the paint no. van, or how, how did no. that go? No, no, I had I had my I had my ask you out on date car. Okay, got and it. And then I had my this is the working car. My my paint van, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And so you did that through high school, and you're like, hey, I kind of like this. And that is that, and that then you made a decision after senior year to do to do what? Well, I don't know that I ever thought I kind of like this. I thought I kind of like making money. Yes. And um, so after, I think it's probably also important to note that I grew up in a home with two parents that were entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of in my blood, I think. So. Um, but I don't, I don't think I ever thought I really like painting. Hmm. Um, I like what I really liked about painting is how people responded when they would come home and see their house painted. Hmm. That was a, that was a, a, something I actually really looked forward to. Cause you know, people would hire me, they would go away for the day to go to work and then they would come home and their house would look different. And you know, they really, they really like that. So, um, that was fun. But um, after high school, I ended up landing some contracts with some bigger builders in the area and just started to scale my business. So I had 20 guys, about 20 guys working for me at the peak of that. Um, and then how many years removed from that, from high school was that? That would have been a year after high school, year and a half after high school. Wow. So a year and a half after high school, you're 18, 18, 19. Yeah, nineteen twenty. Yeah. Wow. And then you got now you got twenty guys working for you. Yeah. How'd you even How'd you even f- f- find all those people? They were all my friends. Okay. <laughs> but they, which thought, is probably not my wisest hiring decisions. But they <laughs> thought enough of you to go w- w- work for you. Sure, you can put it that way. <laughs> That's maybe a nice way to say that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I shouldn't say they were all my friends, but. A lot of them were my friends, and um, I think, uh, you know, then I would, you know, eventually find other people in the business, and back, 
back then we didn't buy Sherwin Williams paint. There was Kelly Moore paint. Yeah. And then there was Parker paint and they've all since been bought out by Sherwin Williams. So well, now Sherwin Williams is the big there you go. paint yes. company out mm -hmm. there. But, um, you would do, uh, quite a bit of work from the paint store talking to people and, you know, somebody from somebody else's company would come in to buy paint and they were an employee for this other guy. And you might say, Hey, are you interested in, in, in doing this different I'm, tr employment? I'm, I'm trying to imagine being, Oh, you guys think about it. You're, you're 19 and now all of a sudden you have 20 people working for you. It's not like your current school education taught you how to do taxes, how to be, how, how to CPA, how to like manage people. Like, where did you, how did you just start, start to, to do that at, at, at that age? I'm honestly not sure that I would say I did start to do that at that age. Um, I remember working for one of the bigger builders and we had painted a few homes in that month. And I remember picking up a check for a hundred thousand dollars. And you're how old? 19 or 20. Okay. And um, really felt like I had arrived. You know, mm -hmm. I am I am this old and I'm picking up a check for $100,000. And again, still not totally recognizing how much of that was actually mine to keep. And um, and if I if I really look back on it, probably very little if any of it was mine to keep. When you have 20 employees, and you're buying that much product and you've got insurance and taxes on top of that to pay um it goes away really really quick mm -hmm. so what was your workers actually hourly and how much did you actually get out of it how much were my workers making hourly yeah mm, gosh i don't again it's 30 years ago um i probably Anywhere from twelve to thirty dollars an hour, depending on who they were and what their qualifications were. And then, how much did you actually get from the hundred thousand? Well, I think his point was it wasn't very much after yeah. Yeah. all yeah. those things. Yeah. I, so, there's actually a great m moral to this story. Um, it actually led to a business failure, um, and I was fortunate not to have to go through bankruptcy. Uh, but my parents, through the whole thing, you know, consistently said, find a good attorney and find a good accountant. And good attorneys and good accountants were expensive. And I didn't want to pay money for a good attorney and a good accountant. Because a good accountant would have said, hey, you're not making the money you think you're making. <laughs> you know, and you're just and, a pass through. Yes. Right. And a good attorney will help you, you know, A, set up your business in a way that helps to protect you um, and also make sure that you're not getting into contracts that are weighted unfairly against you. Um, and so, and to be able to give you advice when you need it. Yeah. Um, so uh, needless to say now in business, I have good attorneys and good accountants. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I was actually going to buy a boat and had had uh, put in for a loan for this boat. And I remember they called me and said, hey, um, everything's really cool, everything's good, except you have this lien 
on your credit report, and that just needs to get taken care of before we can do this. This is about the same time frame? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, this, I might have been 21 at this point. Okay. Um, but uh, um, I didn't have any idea what a lien was or why there would be one on my credit report. Or, um, but essentially, the government had said, excuse me, you owe us some taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and when the government determines you owe them taxes, um, depending on what government agency that is, there's several different government agencies that you pay taxes to, um, they can get pretty nasty pretty quick. They want their money. Yeah. So, Tucker, do you have a question, buddy? What was your question? Uh, what was your favorite movie? My favorite movie? It would have... It would probably have to be Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future. Yeah. Yes. Which was on TV the other night. Actually, it's, it, it's my ringtone on my, on my phone Is right it? now. Was it the Mary Poppins? Nope. No, back Never to the really. Future. In Mary Poppins was We'll creepy. have to watch Back to the Future. It's a good one. There's three. It's a, it's a trilogy. It's three, three different ones. <laughs> so, uh, so, you, um, so how long did you stay in, in like painting? Because you obviously progressed beyond that. Or what, what, I mean, did you enjoy it and just say, I want to do something else? Or what was the, what was the kind of the pr progression as you went? Well, that's a great question because there was a moment in time where it changed for me. I was standing in the paint store. And at this time, with 20 employees painting for these bigger builders, I was one of the, one of the largest accounts that the, that, that particular paint store had. And, um, and that felt good, right? When you're a big account, they tend to treat you a little bit differently and they might offer to, you know, take you golfing or to, you know, give you some, some comps and, you know, all of that keep in mind is to keep you as their, yeah, spending money as, there. as their largest, you know, contract. But, um, so I was standing there waiting for some paint and this guy came in who's probably about the age I am now. I looked at him and I thought, this guy's old. Um, well, I mean, yeah, he was, he was probably, you know, but, he, but I, I was just talking to him. I said, so how did you get into painting? He goes, well, I, I, I started to get me through college and here I am 30 years later. And in that moment, I thought, oh my gosh, if I don't find something else to do, I'm going to be painting houses for the rest of my life. Well, so why was that? Why was that scary to you? Because I didn't like painting. So you like the income provided, but, I like the income. but not the actual task. Right. And I was you, good at the task. Because were you still physically performing work? Or were kind, you... Kind of. Okay. Certain aspects of it. But, um, and to this day, I'm good at the task. And, you know, but it's not, as a, as a business, it's not what I wanted to continue to do. Hmm. Um, and so... Part, part of painting for these bigger builders is, you know, you're, you're painting in these developments where they're building 30, 40, 50 homes. And so at any given time, there's homes at all different stages of work. You know, one, while we're painting one, they might be excavating for a foundation on one, and they might be pouring a foundation, mm -hmm. or they might be framing or drywalling, you know, or whatever. And so as I had crews in painting houses, I would go and 
I would literally go and just stand and watch the framers. Hmm. And I'm sure they thought I was L and I or, you know, if I won't say that, never mind. Um, <laughs> but I, I would, cause I was just so enthralled with how, how you build a house. I thought that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't remember exactly the chain of events that took place, but I ended up getting a remodel and, you know, and my nature is just to go, if somebody says, can you do this? I just go, yes, I can do that. I may not have a clue how to do it, but I, you know, that was kind of how I was. Yes, I can do that. And, um, so I went and I remember I went and did this remodel and I didn't totally botch it. Um, it probably wasn't my best work. Didn't have to spend all your money fixing it. Go ahead. No. Well, I was going to say like, what, how did you learn the skills or what did you like? Did you find people or what was that? Like, I gave it a shot. Is yeah. Like even like with all the framing and everything, you just went in there. Well, I, I don't, this remodel wasn't, I don't think, I don't recall it being a lot of framing and stuff like that. It was, you know, maybe doing some drywall work and maybe some paint work and maybe, you know, laying some tile and there and certainly at times you will find people that know what they're doing you know the construction industry has has an earned reputation for a purpose yeah there's a there's a lot of shady people in the industry there's a lot of really good people in the industry i might say too but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of shady people in the industry and um you can get information or get somebody to come work for cash or something like that, you know, and, and for whatever, whatever that was, I would just learn from, um, I'm a, I'm a visual learner. I show me how to do it. Okay. I think I can figure that out, Yeah, you know? And so, um, that's just how I'd learn. So I picked it, I picked it up pretty quickly. Um, and then you enjoyed it. Yes. And so then you said, okay, you just, you just made a pivot. Or what did that what did that look like? No, I I kept painting for. I mean, when you know how to make money doing something, it's hard to stop doing it. When you make you know when you're making money doing it, and so it probably wasn't until about ten years ago, um, maybe a little bit longer than that, that I really said I'm not painting anymore. I'm done painting. Huh. You know, other than good friends' houses. You weren't like working though. You were just like had the business of painting. Or you were going in and like working and stuff like that. The the idea that owning your own business means you don't do the work anymore is false. You you're always gonna do. Right. You're always gonna do. Right, but the work not as much, right? Right, not as yeah. much. I mean, I, you you have to go out and sell business. You have yeah. to pay the bills. You have to um, you know deal with the the highs and lows of yeah. running a business. You know, but. Um, so you're not doing it as much, but, um, did you, do you feel like you learned most of those skills on the fly? So if you just, you said the back in high school, you backed up, you just started working. Like, were you just literally knocking on people's doors? Was it, was it referrals? Like, how did you, uh, set so up knocking on people's business? doors, flyers, referrals. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. You think these were skills you just kind of picked up from your parents or you just had this, like, I'm just know how to go do this thing and I'm just going to go do it. Like, did you write, out, think, write out a business plan? Like, nope. I don't think I n- would say I know how to do these things. I think I would say I know enough to go give this a shot. 
or I know enough to convince you that I know how to do these things. <laughs> and that's probably the more important point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust me, trust us. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. can show you how to do this just, yeah. just, just fine. Yeah. That, that's good. It was that kind of a, just a natural sales skill you had along the way? Um, probably. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a natural seller. Um, I, you know, if, if, if you put me in car sales or, you know, insurance or I, I would be terrified. Um, when I'm passionate about something, I can, I can do it all day long. Gotcha. So, so you, so, so how did the transition look to getting bigger and bigger projects? Cause you, you, you did a remodel and, and no, 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 no point out. You didn't know how to do it, but all of a sudden you go bid on a custom house or a, you know, a multifamily project. Like you have to show people like your resume, like I've built these things. It's not just a stack of Legos that you built a house and say, I've see, I've done this before. Like, how did you build up that experience? Well, I think first off, I would say there's a lot of people that will never ask you for your resume. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Whether whether they have a reference from somebody else or they saw you working on a neighbor's house, you know, or something like that. There's um, the presentation is is almost ninety percent to me is 90% of the sale in, in what I do, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, um, you, you believing that I know what I'm talking about is more important than me being able to show you on paper. I know what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, what was the movie called when you, <laughs> well, yes, we are back to that. It was called back to the future. <laughs> That was the movie. It was about a space car. And oh, a, I thought it really cool Let's go back to the future to go see it. Maybe we should. Maybe we should go back to the future. Uh, so what was it? And we could just change things <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, bit of yeah, time. Yeah, like, like we so could have we could have bet on who the World Series was going to win or was going to be. We 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 should watch it. We should go. We should watch it. We should watch. it. understand. Absolutely. should watch it. We should watch it. Sounds like you guys are watching Back to the Future. If I had four heads, we absolutely are watching Back to the Future. What was it? Nice. Did we watch the new no, we, we, no, there's a there's a new one out tonight. We haven't watched it. We're big into Star Wars now, and they're releasing a new uh, mini series. We got an, an, another one to watch tonight. It, it comes out tonight. It's exciting. It, it is exciting. It is exciting. So if you were if you were to give advice to somebody like Noah's, you know, right now thinking about going to a trade, and we've talked about working it and then opening a business or starting a business, like what kind of things would you say or talk about to? To be on that path, one, would you recommend it? And two, what steps, tangible steps, would you lay out to do that? Uh, one, would I recommend it? Yes, I absolutely would recommend it. There is not there is not enough young people going into the trades, and the young people now that are going into the trades will be very valuable in the next 10, 15, 20 years. Um, what path would I recommend to do it? I, I would recommend you find something that you really enjoy doing. 
doing something for money isn't isn't going to sustain you long term. It might sustain your bank account. It might sustain your house payment. It might it might get you a boat. I mean, you know, it might do those things. But waking up every day and going, I hate what I do, mm-hmm. will kill your passion. Your passion really quick. So, Hold on, say the other so why did you do painting for so many years if you didn't like it? Because you said you liked the income, but you didn't like painting. Right. I well, because I, because I was making money, and it, and at the time, it's what I knew. Right, and so it it. I got to a point, and it really was this conversation with this guy in the paint store, that I went, oh my gosh, I've got to figure out something else to do. When you're, when you're 19, 20 years old, and you're close to there, you, you don't, and this is not intended to speak down to you being young, but there is so much life in front of you that doesn't feel like it's there. You know, and I, I talk now going, you know, hey, that was almost 30 years ago. It wasn't quite 30 years ago. Let's make that clear. But it was almost 30 years ago. And I I said that recently to somebody. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can say that now. That's mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so. Yes? Well, what's, what's your question, little man? Back to the future. All right. <laughs> Why don't you think about it? We'll get back to it in a second. So how was... Uh... You have a dog or a cat? I did have a dog. We did not have cats. Cats were evil creatures in our home. I still... I had a dog named Rusty. I had a dog named Sugar. Yes. I had a dog named Copper. Copper? Yes. Yep. Was he... Uh... Like a copper top? He was a Pomeranian. <laughs> he was a Pomeranian? Yes. So, you, so he was a Pomeranian. He was a Pomeranian. Was a Pomeranian. You know how he died? <laughs> how did he die? Ran over by a truck. This is great for the podcast. <laughs> we we used to live on, on a house that was, was on a hill in our, our driveway. Um... You know, you'd back out of the garage and the driveway just went down like that into the street. And I don't remember why, but the dogs were in the garage at night. So that's where they slept and all that. How many dogs were there? Two. Okay. There was copper and... Sugar? Silver. Well, Sugar was one of my my mom's dogs. Um, But... uh, I don't remember the other dog's name. Anyway, so when my dad left for work, Copper would run in and out of the garage. This is before we had the sensors, you know, to, like, they would send. Like, they're so expensive. Yep. But now they're law, so you got to have them on your garage doors. Mm-hmm. And so the little dog just ran in and out. Until I think he tried to get back in, and that garage door came down on his neck. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we were we were leaving for school, and little little Copper's body was laying out was oh laying out this wow. side of the garage. Copper. It was devastating. It was devastating. That must be where Duracell got the name Copper Top. Yes, yes. When my bird was moving, he the window was down, and he got ran over by a car. Oh, that's oh, horrible. That, that's horrible. <laughs> we went tubing with friends, and we were driving back. It was at our old neighborhood, and we were driving back, and it was just me, the dad, and like the brother in the car. 
and there's this little dog running around and like the like the little kids like standing like across the street at their like house and the dog was on the road and we ran over the dog and the kids were right there and watched us run over their dog. You did? When was this? Yes, with the um Conrad. Uh, I don't know. Connors? Yeah. Was the dog okay? No, it, it got ran over. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be. It could, like, it could be I different. Feel like we've taken a it's turn like in the car. It's like you got ran right over. <laughs> it's like you got ran over by a, but a dog, and the dog like got run over by a butt, and then we just. <laughs> but yes, exactly. No, no, like when you got oh, ran over the car, and the dog got <laughs> chopped <laughs> off his neck. Yes. So it's basically the Based. same thing, but chopped off. And this is why you would probably want to have attorneys working for you in construction because yeah. this this, this could is happen. Why you want good attorneys. This is why you want good attorneys because this, this could happen <laughs> at you, in, in any moment. When you kill people's dogs. Yes, okay, <laughs> it could so, happen. So Topper is the one who Topper. Topper. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Copper Top. Copper. No, Copper. Copper. Copper is the one that met the garage door. Met the garage door. Final moments. Said hello. Nice. Yeah. And the garage door said hello. Yes. Okay. Say hello to my little friend. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, oh, Sadie, do you have a question? I, can, I, can I go back to your question a little bit, Sadie? Yeah. I think, I think I always felt like I was making final life decisions even when I was 20 years old. Like, the, like it was hard to, to think about trying this or trying that. It always felt like, well, I've got I've to commit to, to doing this, and I've got to build my business doing this and and move it in that direction and if i i think if i were to redo it first off i wouldn't have done it in high school so you wouldn't have started working in high school i wouldn't have started my business in high school Hmm. um i feel like that really stole from my high school experience Hmm. because i was i was my senior year of high school i was the asb president and I was running a business. I was still working. And you played sports. And I played sports. And I missed as many days of school as I could to still be able to graduate. Hmm. So you could miss, I think the number was 27 between, we were doing trimesters. So between trimesters, you could miss nine days of school, a trimester. And I missed all nine of those days on all three of those trimesters. Because of work? You weren't sick. Because of work. Yeah. And so I had to be at my class, my leadership class for ASB. So I, and it just so happened to be at about one o'clock. And so I would change, drive my, drive my, not take you on a day car, but my, my <laughs> paint van to the school, do my class, and then go back to work. And the people whose houses I was working on just thought I was going to lunch or running into the store. I mean, they, they didn't even know you were in the 19. No. Were you licensed and bonded at that time well, or anything? Not 19. This or, was when I was in high school. Oh yeah, 18? Were you yeah. licensed and bonded all that? Or yeah. you just have, oh, you yeah. already had to go. You got all yeah. that. Wow. So what was good? <laughs> Tucker, you got lots of questions today, buddy. <laughs> what was the sport you were doing? Like the cross, T-ball? Yeah, what were football. the sports you were doing? Yeah. Football. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just he's, like he's, that. He's, 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 he's a big football fan. I yes. want to play football. I know. Maybe. Uh, so how do you, how have you transitioned to say it's not just about the money, but it is about something I do enjoy getting, getting up or do you think you're there or you get up and enjoy, enjoy going? Uh, um, I don't dread work like I used to. I think, 
I think in owning a business, there's always going to be those moments that are uncomfortable and that are hard. And whether you have a client that's upset and you've got to deal with that, whether you've got an employee that's not working out and you've got to fire somebody. Um, some people don't have a hard time firing people. I really do. Um, and because this, this guy that I grew, that I started painting with, um, when I was 15, he, he told me once, um, you know, these people have families and these people count on the money that you pay them. And so, you know, not to, not to take firing somebody lightly, um, you know, and there's times where it feels really good to fire somebody. It's, it's really hard. I mean, I, I didn't start when you, when I was 20, but my, basically my jobs out of college and even in college, I was, I was in some kind of management position at the UW, ASUW, I was the personnel director and the job site engineer construction and then into management at the title insurance. And I always had people under me at a, sh a small time. And my dad, who managed a title company for 40 years, I, I still remember the first gal I had to lay off, that she was um, like 40 years, 40 years older than me, and she had worked for my, worked at that office forever and knew me when I was, when I was th 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 these guys' age. And it was a downturn in the economy, and uh, we had to change, and I had to say, hey, you're, unfortunately, we have to let, let you go. And I remember my dad talking about it, and he was like, well... These people have families at the same time. If I don't do it, they'll bring in somebody else who will. And I think that's the difference sometimes between a, a smaller business or a corporate job is you care the same, but maybe the, corp the corporation doesn't look at it the same because they're, they have a, definitely have a bottom line to achieve all the time and don't have as much leeway. Well, it's easier to look at the bottom. It's easier to focus on the bottom line when you don't have the relationship with the people, with the people who are creating it. Yeah. It's, so it's hard. It's uh, it's um, whether it's what you do or I know Dennis or somebody goes into sales or whatever else, you do something because you enjoy it. And then you have to make all these other skills and they don't teach you how to do it. Right. And now you're no longer doing the thing. You're managing a business and it's completely different. And those are just different skills to have. Yeah. So it's good to know you don't wake every, up every day and dread what you're what you what you're doing. That's right. uh that, 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 that's good. There are days, there are days of dread for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do they involve those attorneys and CPAs that yes. you, you had to, had to keep, keep on those file? Those good attorneys and CPAs. Nice. Are, well, uh, well, you're only, well, we'll say 30 years ago. So we'll, we'll, we'll guesstimate at the, at the, at the age now of what you're at, but what do you think the next, um, chapter holds? Like you want to keep doing what you're doing or do you see, see growth or, or change as you, as you go forward? I, I do want to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, I'm also working on trying to find another business. Hmm. I don't know what that is. Um, I did, I won't name any names, but recently I, I did um, make a run at a local sausage company. Oh, really? <laughs> to try to buy a local sausage company. <laughs> um, it was just like, like what, what even, how'd that even come up? Um, I'm, I'm just familiar with the company because of, some relationships that I have yeah. and was aware that the owner was interested in selling. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Okay. And I think that would, I think that would be, you know, something like that where it's not, it's not necessarily a company that's 
dependent on, um, I want to be careful how I say it because it's always dependent on budget. It's always dependent on, on production and sales and stuff like that. But, um, the idea of selling a widget is really attractive to me. And if the goal is I just need to sell more widgets, that's different than I need to make somebody perform in a manner that meets mm -hmm. the expectations that I, that I put on in this contract, you know, to, to make money. Yeah. And so the hardest part about having a company with employees is those employees have to be committed to the company. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes the employees are committed to themselves. Mm -hmm. And so how do you get an employee who's committed to their own well-being to also be committed to the well-being of the company? You know, yeah. and so um, I think that's that's a challenge, mm -hmm. but um, but I mean, the, so I, I would love to do another business as well. I don't I don't want to stop my business. Yeah. Um, but something completely completely different or yes. new. You know that that's a that's fun. Yeah. And to do on the side. Yeah. Being on the side full time. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see how it goes. Right. Well, that could be good. Good. Well. Any any follow-up questions here, guys? Tucker. What are we going to leave? You're going to leave as soon as we are done. Can I, I can I go back to Noah's question? I, get, I don't maybe yeah. it was your question. No. Um, what, 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 about wanting to get into the trades and stuff like that. If I think if you want to start a business, I would go work in a business that you want to be like. Mm -hmm. And... Um, it would be really easy. Like I, we, I, your dad and I have talked. We, I could introduce you to some larger businesses that are constantly hiring, and you know have programs that would be really good for you to. Because um, I think you want to go into electrical work, correct? So, so part of that with elect electricians is you've got to put in a certain amount of hours, and you've got to meet, you know, pass certain tests, and you know. Um, and so that would be good for you to do in some of these businesses, but I don't think I would go work for a large company and then say, okay, now I want to go start my business. I think it would be good to, you know, kind of check off some of the boxes with the, with a large company and then go find somebody who's running 10 employees or 15 employees or, and have somebody you can work up in a business like that, that you can be involved enough in the business that you can you can see a little bit of the dollars and cents. You can understand how does my hour of work impact this business? You know, whether I do a good hour's worth of work or whether I do a lazy hour's worth of work, how does that impact this business? Because you need that. And I think that's really what hurt me when I first started my business is I didn't have any of that experience. I didn't have any of that understanding. You were just working because you knew that. I had 20 guys working, and I didn't. I, I finally figured out that if we did not paint the exterior of a new home in one day, I mean, I mean from the time we showed up to paint the body of it, to paint the trim, to paint the door, to clean everything up, to if we did not have that done in one day, I was not making any money. Hmm. And how incredibly hard it was to motivate people to also want to get that done in one day. Because the law says, if you work 10 hours, I have to pay you for 10 hours worth of work. I don't get to say, 
well, I get you were here for 10 hours, but you only really worked for five hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get that. I don't get that. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, if you've got 10 hours worth of work and I started losing money at eight hours, I lost money and you still get your money. Well, it probably didn't take long until you maybe you said to start giving money out of your own pocket to get back to square. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like yeah, that. and I think that's part of the question going back to that 100000 is it's easy to say, you know, this guy makes $20 an hour and this guy makes $20 an hour. So we, you know, divvy that up and I, you know, paid X amount for materials and insurance and all that. But when it really comes down to I started losing money at eight hours and these guys have 10, 20 hours on a, a project you know, yeah. part of the problem with, with being a business owner is everybody thinks you're wealthy <laughs> and that you've got all the money and you've got all the freedom. And there's a lot of people when you start talking about, I own my own business, say, wow, that must be really nice. You know, <laughs> they have no idea. They have no idea. What, what that looks and like. so, um, yeah, I think, I think going back to the original questions, the trades are a great place to be. There's plenty of IT people out there. There is not... I could go to any one of my contractors that work with me and could guarantee you they would say, we don't have enough workers. And there's not enough people coming in. Hmm. So, And subsequently, everybody's making more money because of that. Because so, there aren't enough to go around. Tucker, do you have one final question, Mr. Kyle? Nice. Well, if anybody's looking to um, build a new project, where would they find you? At our RKC Construction? You guys have a, have a website that you want to share with us? Well, so RKC Construction is our legal name, okay. our, our business name, or the name we do business under, C.A. James. C.A. So, James. Yeah, you can go to cajames.com. Nice. And that'll that'll get you to us. Okay. Well, while you're online, uh, thank for everybody who's been giving us a follow and like. And uh, we're on Spotify now and Instagram. You can look up Schultz Unfiltered there and give us a... A like and follow, and uh, be sure for a download as well, and then uh, we'll just keep growing and bring more people on. So thanks so much, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.